Welcome to the Everyday Mum Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Fitzpatrick, and this podcast is for mums everywhere. It's a chat between real mums sharing what works, what doesn't, how they do life, and how they fill their cup. It's often the little changes that you make to your everyday that have the biggest impact. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode and today we are speaking with someone really, really special to me and it's my amazing sister-in-law, Teresa. Welcome, Teresa. Hi, hi. How are you going? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. That's good. Thanks this for is a- asking me to chat to you. Pleasure. <laughs> it's all quite weird talking to you on Skype, but it's good. I know. I really do think we should just make a booking date so we can talk uninterrupted more frequently. Yeah, send all the kids to different ends of the house and we just get to sit and chat. I like it. Excellent idea. It is a good idea. But I have to tell you that you are one of the reasons that I have started this podcast because... Aww. I know, because we had, you had Jasmine, who's my beautiful eldest niece, and then we had babies at the same time. So you're second and my first. We did. And it was those daily chats that probably uh-huh. kept me sane <laughs> when we were both feeding <laughs> little ones. And then as the kids have all gotten older, I have copied probably 50% of your life. <laughs> and it's things that you do that I do that make my life easy and a lot of people have said to me oh why do you do that and I go because Teresa does that and so that is one of the reasons because my my um oh they call it the why that's like fancy fancy talk but the reason for me doing this was that in the hope that mums everywhere listen to this and pick up a little snippet or something in there every day and they go, oh, I'm going to try that and they try it and it makes their life easier so that they have a little bit more time to look after themselves. So there you Absolutely. go. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's all about sharing the love, isn't it? And it is just a- making it easier for everyone because it is not an easy job. No, it's not an easy job. It's a hard job, but it's a very rewarding job at times. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So tell me, Teresa, how many children do you have? I have just the two girls. So as you mentioned, Jasmine, who's now 16 and, well, three quarters actually, 17 in March, and Gabby, who is 14 and a bit. Yes, I mean, my so, Yeah. Yes. And tell me, way back when you had Jazz, what would you say that was one of your biggest struggles in being a new mum, a first-time mum, um, the world of motherhood what was something that you found hard and how did you overcome that well I think I was a bit of a nervous Nelly and I was also (laughs) someone who was very used to being in control of things and a bit of a perfectionist and I liked to know what I was doing and how it was going to happen and basically I'm a bit of a control freak and obviously (laughs) as any mum would know having a baby means you can no longer be a control freak because you pretty much have no control most of the time. And so for me it was probably actually the hardest thing I still say and I tell people all the time is learning to breastfeed. And I say learning because for me it was not a natural and easy thing. It was very, very hard, took a lot of work. And as you and I both know, it wasn't necessarily easy with the second one. Mm -hmm. So um, 
it, that was really tough. And I'm also someone that needs a lot of sleep. So for me, particularly the 10 to 1 shift was not something that I coped with particularly well. But fortunately, my husband's a night owl. So we could, he could at least be the one that was alert. Couldn't feed the babies, but at least he was the one that could be on standby because he was up anyway. And I would use that time and make myself just get to bed and go to sleep because I am not a very nice person in the middle of the night or in the late hours of the evening. So it was the lack of sleep and the lack of loss of control and just realizing that, you know, sometimes, well, most of the time it didn't necessarily go to plan. In fact, there was no plan. It was all a bit, a bit crazy and bonkers. So it was, yeah, losing control and losing, you know, I suppose my identity of being in control was tough. Yeah. And how do you think um, Aaron is a night owl? I'll agree with that. He's always the last one up turning all the lights off. How do you think, apart from Aaron helping you at night so that you could get to sleep, what were some other things that you over overcome that, like, like not having control on everything and that? Like how did you make that better for you so that it sat better in your place? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think I just sleep was so important to me that I had to sleep whenever I could. So I really did have to make myself say, okay, my babies are sleeping in the daytime. I have to go and just ignore all the chaos and just go and lie down. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily sleep, but I would make myself rest rest or yeah. attempt to rest, which didn't always work, but I did try and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Like I think about now what I was like as a new mum, and I really was pretty anxious and a bit of a nervous Nelly. And <laughs> I guess if I could go back and do it again, I'd be very different mum. I'd be much, much more relaxed. So I think I did just have to reprioritize things at home. Mm-hmm. and realised that some days Aaron would get home and I'd be pretty much exactly where I was when he left home <laughs> and I'd be still in my pyjamas and the the house, and this is obviously when they're tiny, but, um, yeah, just that that letting go of some of the stuff and knowing that, you know, I was, houseworky things particularly yeah. could just be left, let go. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. And so that's really interesting and that's something that, just listening to you say that because like as a family member watching you I was like she's all over it she's like fully when you had Jasmine I mean I was working and didn't have children but I was like you are all over it so it's quite funny that you know what mums show people and how they're actually feeling sometimes can be totally different Absolutely. I think that's where it's your internal identity that you struggle with because what you, you know, people I know even now, now that the girls are big, people's impression of of me as a person and my own impression of my ability to be all over stuff is very, very different. Mm-hmm. And often people will say that I'm really organized even when I feel like what's going on inside my head is quite chaotic. So <laughs> I think you know, I, yeah. I think what I've learned with my job and being a mum is you can bluff it. <laughs> you can just, you know, fake, fake it, it till you make it. Pretty it. Much. Yep. Yep. And, yeah, I suppose it's just knowing that what's going on out in, inside your head's not necessarily the reality. Yeah, absolutely. And you can, uh, it's a little bit of the belief, isn't it? When some of those yeah. days when you just kind of go, I can't do this, you just got to kind of know that you can and you'll be okay. Yeah, exactly. And tomorrow's going to come and yeah, it's, it'll be a different day. Yeah, absolutely. And so after having the kids, did you have any time off? 
Off work? Off work, yes. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I had about 12 months off with both of the girls yeah. and then returned. I was fortunate enough to be able to go back to work part-time. So mm-hmm. my job's very supportive of part-time mums and yeah. that was great because I could pretty much say how many hours I wanted to come back. Mm-hmm. And I think initially with Jazz I came back two days a week and then with Gab's might have been two, three perhaps. Yep. And then I now work four days a week. Yeah. Of paid work. Of paid. Well, we we all work twenty four hours, seven days a week, really, don't we? Correct. Correct. And tell me, so with working and having two beautiful teenage girls, and look, they live busy lives like most teenagers these do, these days, mm. not these do. How do you guys handle things, for instance, like housework at home? Um, look, I'd love to say that we shared it all, but that's a little bit of a fib. <laughs> so um, I love to cook, so I choose to be the main cook in the house. Mm-hmm. My eldest daughter spent a whole term away um, last year where she had to cook and clean and do everything for herself, and she coped quite fine. So she's very capable of cooking, and my husband's also quite a good cook but chooses – he doesn't really enjoy it. So mm-hmm. – I cook, he cleans up, mm-hmm. so that's been a long-standing deal. I don't really do dishes. I'm not that keen on dishes. I'll do them if I have to. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And if he, if he cooks, obviously I do the dishes. Mm-hmm. With laundry and stuff like that, it is a case of if it's not in the laundry, it doesn't get, get washed. And I will do it if it's there, but I don't go around looking for it. And if you've forgotten to put something in, then you kind of have to deal with it. Both the girls know how to do laundry, so they're off school. Currently they finished school last week. They have um, done all the laundry today, which was lovely. Put it on, hung it out, brought it in, folded it up and put it away, which is fantastic. So they're very capable of doing it. Generally it's a case of it gets brought in by somebody and then it's sorted into household piles with tubs and you then have to deal with it and put it away sometimes it's folded sometimes it's not folded just depends on what's happening yeah and then as far as cleaning I am not a big fan of cleaning (laughs) I I like tidy but I I love clean but I'm not very good at cleaning and allocating time to cleaning and for Aaron and I even pre-kids it was a long-standing point of argument so I do I am lucky enough to be able to have a cleaner come for two hours a week just to do the bathrooms and vacuum and everything else she doesn't go near the kitchen so the kitchen's my domain and I keep on top of that so is that all the household chores and I'm meant to be doing more than that no that that works well and everything yeah no that that works really well and you know the girls the girls are really good at helping and stuff like that and I have to say that your tub the washing tub that is one of the biggest things that changed my world because, as you know, with four kids, I wash two loads every yeah. day. And it's just to – we've got stairs in our house and those tubs, um, you know, I've actually given up folding because there was yes. no point. The kids threw yeah, them in their jaws. Yeah, because in there and they rifle through it. And yeah, they and really. I just a couple of weeks ago said, you know what, I'm done with folding. I will sort your clothes into tubs and you have to yep. put them away and – if you can't find something, it's totally up to you to find it because I've cleaned it and you put it away. And that that has been a massive life-changing thing for me. And I know that I've written a blog about it and a lot of people have gone, oh, that's amazing. So there you go. Yeah. We call that the Teresa method. The other thing on that now that my girls are very similar in size is that I actually can't figure out whose undies slash socks are 
like their clothes I can figure out, but the other stuff I can't. So it's actually got to the point now where, and this sounds probably a bit ridiculous, but I have two laundry baskets. So if I go out to the clothesline, I take them both with me. I throw kids' clothes in one. I throw adults' clothes in the other. The adult one comes into our bedroom and the other one stays down for the girls to rifle through and figure out what's theirs and what's not because I just can't figure it out anymore. That's great. And Aaron, sorry? Aaron definitely can't figure it out. He has no idea. In fact, he puts my clothes in their baskets and <laughs> vice versa. So Paying a lot of attention to what you're wearing. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really know. I love it. And so how long have they got to sort that basket before you like lose your mind at them? And go well once it's in there, it goes in their bedroom, and then I don't care about it any longer. Yeah, but when they've got like a combined basket of both the girls, oh, I see. Um, Yeah. Oh, look, it has to be done weekly, at least weekly. So if it's not sorted by the weekend, you know, there's a that has to be sorted by the end of today, kind of thing. Warning going on. Yeah, I like a warning. Warnings are good. And now you are sorry. Sorry, I was going to say I have upended it in the hallway in their doorways before. And they've had to step over it, so they do it eventually. <laughs> I like it. I might use that one. I'm probably doing to use that one. Um, or on their beds because then they can't go to yes, bed until it's I have gone. done that. And if I'm doing yeah. a tidy, you know how you do like a guest clean where people are coming yes. and you just run around and I put everything on people's beds. Like I do yeah. a room at a time, I collect it in a bucket and then I run mm. around and put it on people's beds and they can't go to yep. bed. I'm like, if you get into bed and put that back on the floor. Yes. Be There'll worse. be trouble. Trouble and worse. Yes. Absolutely. Now, you said that you love cooking and I you do. are an amazing cook and you've taught me lots and lots about cooking and I know that you menu plan. Can you tell everybody how you do that? I've done that for a long time and I started doing it because certainly once I started working more, I realized that if I was at, well, I'm kind of someone that thinks about food 24 hours a day anyway. So pretty much when I'm eating my breakfast, I'm thinking about what I'm having for lunch and dinner, even if I'm not working. So I was sort of thinking about food anyway. And then I realized that if I shopped purposefully with getting the things I definitely needed and made a bit of a plan that kind of covered a good range of food. So I make sure that you know, I can't have chicken every day of the week, even though the kids would probably enjoy that. There has to be a good balance of vegetarian dishes and meat dishes and, you know, pasta dishes and salad, like lots of variety. So mm. I plan it out and I usually do that on the weekend. And then um, I've had Mondays off over recent years. So I either shop Sunday or Monday, mm-hmm. get everything I need. And then that sort of stops me having to back and forth to the supermarket. Although I still go pretty much, I go regularly cause it's around the corner. <laughs> but um, Yeah. I don't know. It just helps because I just know that bottom line is if I'm not organized, I'm not, it goes back to being a control freak again. I need to feel organized and I need to know that when I'm at work thinking about food, what I want to make when I get home, I can just quickly make it. And yes. I usually pre-prepare a few meals. So the days that I work a bit later, the meal has to be quick and easy and ready to go with just a few bits of extra prep yeah. and either a re- reheat or a quick cook. So like tonight was I had some lamb backstraps, the girls made a Greek salad, I got home, quickly pan-fried the meat and we just had meat and salad pretty much and that was Great. Love it. Perfect. We had fish and salad tonight because we were kind of in the same boat with end of year things and lots going on. So, no, that works well. And so do you find that you can buy like all your meat and that for the whole week? Or when you said you go back to the shop, are you going back for things like milk and bread and 
fruit or what kind of things like I, I find that I can only shop this sounds terrible I can only do three to four days at a time because there's so many and then you run us, out and I things that I yeah, can't fit yeah, absolutely. in <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Can I buy enough for a whole week? Um, I make sure I've got enough for this. If it's starting, if I shop Sunday, I have enough for Sunday through to Thursday. Usually, there's often one night when people are out or there's something on. Friday night's usually a bit more of a wing it night, although I do try and have a bit of a relatively healthy backup plan. And then the weekend is I just buy and cook what I feel like on the day so there's a bit much less structure to Saturday nights and Sunday nights usually so I kind of have a rough idea what I want to do but the other thing is I kind of I I do make a menu plan but I don't sort of well this is Monday it has to be Monday if I feel like what I was going to cook Wednesday on Monday then we do that yeah but fruit and veg we have to top up usually milk we usually top up and meat I often go back just because what I wanted wasn't available so I'll go back and get it and get something that's better quality rather than buying something crappy yeah yeah no that's that's fair enough and do you do do you do most of your meat shopping at a butcher's or it doesn't matter we've got a butcher like just down the end of the road but unfortunately it's gone very commercial and I don't go there anymore I when the girls were little that used to be our outing because they could (laughs) ride their bikes or scooters or walk that far and that was kind of a nice they knew the kids really well and yeah. they gave them lollipops, which was, you know, probably not great. But anyway, they loved yeah. going there and yeah. they knew the butch as well. But it, I'm, I don't go there anymore. So my local supermarket has really good, often quite organic meat. So yeah. that's where I tend to get it, yeah. generally speaking. Yeah. yeah. I've been going into the markets with my uh, market trolley and getting great meat. And I really yeah. have stopped buying meat at Coles where I shop generally. Like I yeah, and it's much better and quality too, and you know it's fresh. Quality. Yeah, and the it's, turnover's better, and it's not yeah. all wrapped in plastic and crap. So yeah, you know, I think that's good if you've got that option. We don't our uh, farmers market does have a little bit of meat, but I don't. Once again, it sort of tends mm. to be quiro packed and stuff. Yeah. So enough. yeah, you're quite lucky being in the city. I am. I'm very lucky. And so tell Instead me. Instead of in the country. <laughs> you're kind of not really country, country. But yes, you are country. A little bit. Anyway. Um, okay. So what are your three non-negotiables or what are your, it doesn't have to be three really, but what are your non-negotiables for you? Not as, um, a, you know, a mum who works or running a home or looking after kids or anything like that, but what do you do for you? to make yourself feel good? Like what are the few things? Oh, yeah, see, so- no, I thought this, what were my three nego- non-negotiables as far as um, my kids? Oh, give me those two. I want to hear these. <laughs> these will be good. So yes, my me. non-negotiables as far as the kids, honesty is number one. Yes. There is no no room at all. And just recently one of my kids who shall remain unnamed has been testing the waters a little bit with that mm. one and We've just always said, look, and there are even trivial stuff like, and I'm saying trivial because I had a parent who carried on a lot about breakages and losses and stuff, you know, things mm-hmm. getting going missing or getting broken. And my rule is I really don't care about material stuff. Mm-hmm. If it's lost, if it's broken, I do not care, but I do care if you're not honest yes. about it. So if you've broken something, don't hide it. If you've, you know, done something wrong, don't. Not tell me. If mm-hmm. you tell me, I don't make any fuss at all. We mm-hmm. just deal with it. And if you try and hide it or you try and, um, you know, lie about it, I will not tolerate 
that at all. And that's an absolute non-negotiable, not just for kids, but for anyone. If people are dishonest with me, I really have no time for them at all. So that's a complete non-negotiable. So look out, be honest with me, Heidi. (laughs) I promise there will be (laughs) forever and ever. (laughs) No, I like that. That's one of my Uh, major reasons. And that probably piggybacks on trust. So honesty and trust are the same thing really. But you've got to be able to trust your family. You've got to be able to trust your friends. You've got to be able to trust um you know, the people around you to have your back and to look out for you and to look out for each other. Yeah. So that's probably the other thing, like yeah. family's family and you look out for each other. And and that kind of leads into the next bit, which is how do I then look after myself? So I reckon if your family's understands that you need time for yourself yep. and that, you know, sometimes it's not all about them, even though most of the time it is. <laughs> you kind of just got to say, well, you know what, this is about me now and I need to do this or I need to have this time out and just being okay with that and making them understand why it's okay that you do that. Yeah. So um, so you were asking what was the non-negotiable for me to look after myself, is yeah. that correct? Yeah, so showing yourself some self-care yeah. or filling your cup or what, what are things that you do for you? Yeah, so like sleep is number one for me. I if I just sleep, I like to sleep at least like in the ideal, fancy, fantastic world, which would be really antisocial. But I'd go to bed when the sun went down, get up when the sun got up. But that doesn't really happen when you've got kids that all gets mucked around. Yes, so does. I'm happy. I'm happiest <laughs> if I'm camping and I have to go to bed when it's dark and get up when it's light. That's for me is the ideal world. Yeah, but I. Even now, if I've got stuff on or an early start the next day, my kids are becoming night owls like their dad. Yeah. And I will often now that the teenagers go to bed before they are and before they do. And I just say, look, I need to go to bed. And they're like, but, but, but. And I'm like, no, if you're going to choose to be up this late, then you're going to have to deal and you're going to have to get yourself sorted because I need to sleep and I need this much sleep. And if I don't have enough sleep, I'm not a very nice person. Yep. And exercise is important yeah as well like if I don't exercise I feel yucky yeah so obviously that took a while I probably was a couple of years after Gabby was probably two really before I really stopped and went okay this is not great I need to get active again and started very 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 slowly and then built up slowly and um keep that up regularly so that's really important And, and Food. I love food. Mm. So I'm not very good when I'm hungry. Yes. And my whole family. And everyone that knows me knows that. I know even that. my boss. I know. Even my boss knows that if I'm hungry, it's not really a good Come time. Get something to eat. What would you like to eat, Teresa? <laughs> <laughs> well, she does actually sometimes say, Have you got a snack? Do you need a little snack? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so she knows. So they all know. And I tell people because I don't I'm not I'm really not a very nice person if I'm hungry. Yes. Fair enough to you. Well, they're three very primal needs, really. They are, aren't they? I'm so basic. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I love it. Movement, sleep and good food. Pretty much, yeah. That, that's what it comes down to. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Do you use any apps or anything that make your life easier? Well, I'm not very modern, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> apps aren't really my thing, although... Well, I suppose, you know, like you could say the weather app. I use that a bit, but that's yeah. probably not what you're asking. No, but um, you're still a diary girl, aren't you? You still write a diary? I am. I'm a paper diary girl. I have always – well, not like I don't keep a diary anymore. I used to when I was 
younger and had no life. Yes. <laughs> now that I'm busy, I do keep a booking, like as in our, our family's agenda yes. is in a diary and yes. people will come to me and say, well, it's going on on such and such a day, what's happening then? And I'll say, go and look in the book. So I just yeah. call the book and I just it's on the kitchen bench or it's on the study desk and I just say, go and look in the book, see what's in there, put it in the diary. If you've got a party, it's got to be in there. If it's not in the book, it doesn't happen Yeah, basically. And the, it's taken – Aaron probably longer than anyone to get the hang of that and he'll often go I've got this and I was like well did you look in the book that's not going to work because we've got this and it's been in there since January and it's now November so you know it's it's kind of like that's the the brain it is the brain and I've just updated I've just got my 2017 kind of pages and put them in so I've started putting in dates for the early part of the year and I put everyone's birthdays in there and anniversaries and stuff so that's how I know what's going on pretty much and then all the menu stuff doesn't go in the book it goes on the fridge so we've got one of those menu planners on the fridge and we've got a shopping list on the fridge yeah love it and stuff's sorry yeah so as you run out of things do you just add them onto your shopping list so you know what's going on Yes, that's correct. Although I'm not very good at shopping from a shopping list. <laughs> I'll go, as most people, go with four pe- things on the shopping list and buy 75 and and people will say, but how did you know we knew that? It's like because it's in my head, but that's not always useful. Love it. All right, couple of quick fire questions. Favourite book? Oh, look, you know, I thought about that question, Heidi. And You're a big reader. I am a big reader and I've joined a book club and that was one thing I did for myself was just, you know, do something that's completely unrelated to work, completely unrelated to my family and my normal group of friends and I joined a book group. So I read books that I would never, ever even pick up and look at and some of them have been good, some of them have been complete crap. But it's good just to read something and to make yourself go, right, this is my homework, I've got to read this book and I have to go and make time to read it because we're meeting, we never talk about the book, we actually kind of meet and just drink wine but that's regardless, (laughs) isn't it? That's kind of by the by. I want to join so, a book um, club. <laughs> look, I, don't, I love novels and I read all the time. I still remember loving Power One when I read it, but that was a long time ago. But really, really daggly. Do you know what I really love? I love the Atlas. I love looking at it and thinking of all the great places that I could go to and that hopefully one day I will go to. So if I had to choose the, out of all the books in my whole house, the one that would, I would rescue if the house was on fire, I'd probably be the Atlas. I love That's great. I love that. I know I could. I, I could Google map it, but I'm a diary paper book you kind of paper person. person. Yes, you are. Do you know I can honestly, I don't think I've ever read an Atlas. Well, I've never read it. But no, I'm but I've never it. even really looked through it. I have the worst sense of direction and geography graphical I'm terrible yeah, I, I'm, yeah I'm a bit of a geography nerd so but that, but the other thing is I love some of my cookbooks too like some of the oh, cookbooks yes, I have I just adore books. yes yeah we do like cookbooks favorite movie oh look I keep you know there's movies that I see that I love but I always go back to Pretty Woman because you know oh. it's so romantic and it's so oh, lovely and I love the idea of the carpet picnic and when my kids were little you know I wasn't a hooker and they weren't um, paying me <laughs> idea of you know we'd sit down and say let's have a carpet picnic (laughs) (laughs) oh I love that (laughs) and the other movie I really 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 love is um the island which nobody else I know has ever heard of it but it's got um, 
No, it's got yeah. Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson. It's the first movie I ever saw her in and I think she's amazing and mm-hmm. uh, Ewan McGregor's really good in it. And it's a great concept. All right, we need to hide it's that about at Christmas time. Living in out of space. It's really cool. All right, we'll, we'll watch that at Christmas time. Do you have a favourite quote? Or a mantra or yes. something that you... Yeah, I do. What is it? That's probably something. Well, there's there's two actually. One, I I always say to the kids when they are full of woe and things and I say, do you know what's going to fix that? And they now repeat the answer (laughs) to me, whereas previously I used to tell them, is a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. So what will fix that? A good night's sleep. Oh, I need this. Just have a good night's sleep. So if any problem in the world, I think a good night's sleep can not necessarily solve it, but it helps you come out the other end and go, okay, brand new day. I I can tackle this. Yep. Yeah, totally and the other one that. probably, and I can't remember how to, the exact wording of this one, but it's something like um, the way I see the world is not the way the world is but how I see the world. So it's about, oh. it's about you know, what you, how you see the world is, is all to do with your mood and where you're at in your head. And you can choose to, and I think you've said so, oh, this on some of your, you know, your um, blogs. <laughs> wellness mummy stuff blocks yep. yeah yeah but it's it's kind of like choosing your attitude so you yeah. know things can be going really shit and you can either let yourself get buried in the poop or you can go okay you know what it's not that bad and I can look at this in a positive and I always 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 and more so the older I get which is getting pretty old but <laughs> try and put a positive spin on everything and I actually really annoyed a very good friend last week because I was so uppity positive and it really pissed him off but it I just think there's no excuses for not just sort of looking at it differently and, yeah. and saying, okay, this isn't necessarily how the world is. It's just like this because that's what I'm thinking about it, yes. if you know what I mean. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Yeah, and um, everything, yeah. every way that you look at something, it can be true. So you could look at it that, oh, it's cloudy and it's not a nice day and you can feed that thought and absolutely it can be cloudy and not a nice day. Or you could say to yourself, the sun's going to come out tomorrow and it's going to be a beautiful day. So whichever way you think and whatever way your brain goes is what will be. And so you do get to choose. You absolutely get to choose when you wake up and and go. Yeah, that you can and, the the, you know, the more you realise that, the more you can make the right choice, I think. Yeah, yeah. So you you can just say, okay, this is shit, but I – I can choose to spin this around and make it work for me and yeah. I'm not loving this moment and I'm not loving this point in time or this part of my life but, you know, it will get better and I can make this bit work for me too if I just, you know, take change my attitude a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think it's a learned behaviour. So if if some, yeah, if yeah. some mums out there are listening to this going, oh, it's really bad, it's actually starting really, really small with things like that. Oh, absolutely. And it's just yeah. say, and it can be just saying, well, I can do this. I'm going to figure yeah. out a way and, look, and I'm going to do this because it's, it can be start small and then you can absolutely get to a point where you go, this is crap, how am I going to make it better? Yeah, and, and look, sometimes it really is crap and it, there's so much difficult stuff that you have to get through and it's not just having kids, it's being married, it's being, you know, mm-hmm. alive, having a job, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. There's a lot of shit that you have to get through and I'm just trying very hard with my girls to get them to see that too. So if they do a test and they go badly, then it's like, well, okay, so that didn't go so well but what did you get out of that and what can you do differently next time? And I try really hard not to get it hung up on, you know, it makes me sound like I'm coping which I'm not necessarily <laughs> doing all the time but I think 
I think I cope better and more. And I even said to the girls the other day, don't you think this year I've been much more positive and much more about trying to look at the positive aspects of things? And that's been a conscious choice and it has to be a conscious choice and nobody else can do that for you. Yeah. No, I love that. And do you know it was years and years ago you'd been to a professional development and it was called Fish or something like that. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? that. Yeah, Yeah, I do. And you'd come down, we'd gone down to Warrnambool for a family gathering Mm. and you were like, I've been to this thing. And it's, Mm. and I actually bought that book. And that was one of the Mm. first kind of, uh, do you call them self help books? I probably need to read a few more self help books that, like, no, personal development kind of books. And that's one of the first books I read. And I was like, wow, this is, this is great stuff. Like, I actually do get to choose how I'm going to do this. Yes, and that that is the bottom line. And yeah. No, but you can go either way with it. And it's a bit, I suppose that's another favourite movie. I love Closing Doors as well or Sliding Doors or whatever it's called. <laughs> it's about having choices about which way you go. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, the choices make all the difference. And they're not, not regretting the choice you make because sometimes you don't make the right choice. No. But I think you've just got to go, okay, well, that's what I chose and that, once again, didn't necessarily work for me, but what can I do differently next time? Yeah, learn from it. Absolutely learn from it and move on and, you know, don't repeat Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but anyway. Well, you know, that's oh, yeah. not necessarily the case. Though, <laughs> not most of the time. I've done a few things, the silly things over and over. But anyway, it's a whole different yeah, podcast. Yeah. We all do that. We did. Thank you so much, Teresa, for taking the time to talk to me. I really appreciate it and I just love that you're my sister-in-law and that I get to hang out with you and you know, share champagne and bubbles and talk about the world and life and you know share our kids and all that kind of stuff. So I really yeah. appreciate it and I'm sure that there's lots of mums listening that have got some um, great tips and tricks of things that you do in your everyday life that you know hopefully they can you know pop in and if you are listening go get some buckets and fold your laundry it's a ripper (laughs) (laughs) and just to finish Heidi I just have to add in one other little question you had there was what was a funny parenting moment and I have to say this because it it involves you. Oh, no. What did I do? <laughs> about this. And I was thinking about how you said at the start how I had jazz and before you had kids and you were still working and probably one of the funniest parenting moments for me was me being at home feeling like a slob. I think I was probably covered in vomit and God knows what. My house was chaos and you arrived at my front door impeccably dressed about to go and visit some doctors or do whatever you were doing. I have no idea what you were doing. And I had a baby who was not necessarily happy and you in your beautiful power suit decided to feed her her mashed pumpkin and I remember just thinking to myself this girl's got no bleep to bleep idea she's gonna end up covered in pumpkin and she has no idea how hard this is and look at her and I wish I looked like that and it's just funny because it you know look at you now baby oh it is funny and do you know what I did think I had pumpkin all over the black suit by the time I left but I couldn't yeah I reckon you did I couldn't think of anything better though for driving for an hour to come and feed her pumpkin because I was just so wrapped to be an auntie and have such a beautiful little niece and I just love it a bit I still do and you're excited and I was like yes please just take her off me and do do whatever you want with her I really don't care go and have a really slow shower I'll feed her (laughs) I love it that's absolutely true and what I've learned since then yeah and that's so many more to come for both of us I'm sure absolutely well thank you again I really really appreciate the time taken to chat with you today 
for more inspiration, interviews, recipes, tips and tricks to help you thrive in this crazy mess we call motherhood, head to wellnessmummy.com. Thanks for joining me.